attention to the people behind the red curtain. Yes, that's us. Oh, wrong scene. Oop, there we go. Now we're right, I think. Are we right? No. Are no, we? We're, no, we're not. We're definitely not right. Uh, uh, what we're actually going to be doing today, outside of a giveaway for one pound of coffee. Or 16 ounces, you or, know. Yeah, or 16 ounces. Fuck you. Love you. Um, anywho... <laughs> Uh, we're going to be doing that at the end of the stream. So if you or anybody else comes in, Tari, since you are here, that'll be your job to remind newcomers, uh, that they have to follow all three channels to be entered to win. And they have to follow all three before we get to the section of the stream that we do it. So there's that. And today we're actually going to be kind of talking about, in some realm, what we were talking about, but not just only on uh, Spider-Man, but <laughs> or a multiverse, but more or less the metaverse and what it may actually look like. This is true. Welcome to the Madhouse Presents Group Therapy, where we talk about games, argue about our different viewpoints, dive into the strange, or whatever we decide in the moment. I am Owls, and this is Joker. Hi! How you doing? Today we are talking about the metaverse. actually talk about it because there's been quite a few different depictions of what a metaverse would really look like uh, especially with the coming ups and advancements in VR that have been made in the last decade alone um, let alone the last 20 years that VR has potentially been around so we're going to talk about that tonight mm -hmm. sure are what is the metaverse joker well, according to <laughs> Facebook CEO, um, yeah. the metaverse is going to be a platform in which everybody can interact socially, play games, do business, um, not only just conduct business meetings like we've probably seen in the last few years, well, last really two years, thanks to mm. COVID, but actually conduct business, sell products. Uh, they are... There's currently a market spike in um, cryptocurrencies and using different types of cryptocurrencies to buy virtual land. Virtual land? Yeah, virtual land is being transferred for millions of dollars. And this is pixels of land 
at that. That's interesting. Pixels of land. Mm -hmm. I mean, what would be the square foot? How would you figure out square footage? So it's really not even square footage. And yeah, I mean, I mean, just for like layman's terms for myself or somebody out there who doesn't quite understand. So if you look at it, um, say right now you got us on a monitor at full screen. And if we were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, full resolution. So HD, which mm -hmm. is 1080p, right? And yeah. what 1080p represents is a pixel rating on the screen, and it's 1900 by 1080. So mm -hmm. 1900 pixels wide by okay. 1080 pixels high. So that is what 1080 represents, is pixel rating. And a pixel okay. is a very, very small electrical or some type of cube of light um, that represents a surface area. Well, what they're doing is they are selling virtual pixels in a virtual world. And however many pixels or blocks that you buy, I think it's like considered um, one square block, like a real life like block. Uh, what is it? Like 250 feet by 250 feet in real life, I think. Um, is considered a block of like a neighborhood or a business district on a street. Mm -hmm. Well, that block is then sold for a value of cryptocurrency. And it can't be sold again. It's like um, NFTs or, uh, hold on, I'm trying to remember what NFT stands for here. Uh, hold on. NFT. It's like final sale. No returns. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. NFT didn't come back with the actual definition of it. Oh. Uh, do, 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 do. NFTs are unique cryptographic tokens that exist on a blockchain. So similar to how cryptocurrency is transferred from one to another, making the understanding of transfer in what is a blockchain that multiple people that are on the internet have to verify that an exchange has happened and that's how they keep track of it. So uh, NFTs, which are called non-fungible token, is what NFT stands for. And they exist on a blockchain and cannot be replicated. So once it's created, there's only one of it. And if you want it, you have to buy it. Mm -hmm. With It's like somebody buying a physical piece of art. Correct. Somebody can only paint it once. They can create additional prints, but they can only actually paint the physical original once. Correct. Exactly. And uh, one individual back in, hold on, let me see. Let's see. I'm trying to remember what the web page is. Is the million dollar page? He's thinking really hard right now. You can't see his face in audio land, but he had a really scrunched up face when he was searching. <laughs> okay, so if you want to follow us at home, or if as long as you're not driving or operating machinery at this point, there's a thing that was uh, that's called, and it's www.milliondollarhomepage.com. And what it was is a college kid 
I think I want to say back in either the early 2000s or late 90s, created a web page and offered up the a single pixel on this page for $1. And you bought pixels to put whatever imagery you wanted on it for $1. And it was a million pixels. Once they were done, they were done. So you could do a million penises. You could have if you really wanted to. Or you can do one giant penis worth a million dollars. And he's filled it up, and it still exists to this day. Because it could be across the whole thing. uh, For those watching on Twitch, so again, if you haven't, if you're listening on the podcast audio side only, we do stream a live recording of this every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on twitch.tv backslash the Madhouse podcast. And right now, uh, for everybody on Twitch, I am showing what the actual one million or the million dollar homepage looks like, and it's just a giant ad board, basically. Is that what the is that what people bought to do that? Yes, this is it. This is exactly it what looks it is. Like nuts! It looks like I'm looking for like where's Waldo in like a sea of just words and pictures. And colors it's like at my face and I'm looking for Waldo so here's the thing every pixel or every ad on here goes to another website is it really yes everything that's on here is an ad it goes to another website huh and the only way that anymore that you can get on this is you buy the pixels from someone else because if you notice Everything sold out. So this kid... Like a stock exchange kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. This kid, who was 21 years old when he came up with this idea, is virtually now a millionaire because he, he received a dollar for every pixel that was sold on this page. And then people just kept... Kept buying. Yeah. So like right here, you can see, uh, for those of you that can see, there's a thing right here that says web hosting. I scroll my mouse over that and it says the best website hosting ever. Only $1.99 and it's easy CGI. Boom. That's mm. that's them. Um, then you've got let's see. I saw it up here somewhere. <laughs> Jap- Japan's most beautiful girls and guys. Uh, Ferrari. Ferraris here, or someone said they got a Ferrari symbol and their little hyperlink shows, if you love cars, you will love this. Hmm. Um, let's see, what else? Date night, or date tonight, a free dating service and dating site reviews. Still searching? Click here. Free. <laughs> and boobies. Thomas the Train even made it you on this You said boobies? Yeah, boobies. Um... But Thomas the Train even made it on here, guys. Order your free Thomas and Friends catalog today. <gasps> he is in there. I found him. Waldo? Yes. Where? Right next to coupons. Wait, wait, which coupons? Okay, middle. Middle. On the right. Coupons. Above tab marks. Coupons to the left. Okay. Oh, he is right there. Look at that. I you knew found it. Waldo. I did it. I'm good at this. I solved the riddle. <laughs> Look at that. 
But yeah, so there. If you want to check it out again, it is uh, com. You can go and check it out, see what all's in there. I mean, literally, even um, Thundercats made it in here. Uh, Decept or the uh, so Ghostbusters much. Xbox. Yeah, there is a lot of shit on this page. Alaskan mint, like gold and silver and jewelry. All these people had to buy more than one though correct because there's no way they could make it this big by only buying one pixel of this okay so to give you reference what they represent as one pixel on here okay, okay. if you go over to the yellow pages symbol on the left side lower left quadrant okay you see the yellow pages uh little fingers yeah. all right go two rows down below that and then you see a little e like a backwards green E and an A above each other, or one's yeah. above the other, that A is one pixel on this page. Okay, gotcha. That's how big, and that's $1 for that one pixel. That tiny little pixel. Yes. What a sad little pixel. And the biggest one, I think the biggest add-on here is the green, blue, yellow squares inside the red box, rentpixelads.com. That is the biggest one. That I can see. Yes, I believe so. Unless you count the free 18 plus free, free, freelance jobs, auditions, and map ads, pixel ads, free, free, free. I think that's probably the biggest one on there. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's basically what NFTs are. And how they're transferred is you buy a spot in this virtual world and you now own that property of virtual land. So that's the stepping stones in which the metaverse was built on. Very interesting. And then, of course, with that, um, dipshit from Facebook is trying to create business space, kind of like- not Facebook, it's it, meta. Oh yeah, it's meta now. <laughs> Again, dipshit is trying to create the first real-life metaverse, which isn't really going to play out well right now because there's a lot of issues that he's dealing with thanks yeah. to his implementations as far as rights, um, copyrights, visual rights, everything like that. Um, but with the advancements of... VR is where he's trying to put his placehold in there because of now Oculus, which is owned by Meta mm -hmm. and has not only the computing system, which I have one myself, I have a Rift S, Oculus Rift S, and of course a Quest 2, which is the portable or non-wired version of the Rift. That's the one that you don't need to have a computer with, correct? You just have to plug it in long enough to set it up, but once it's set up and it, as long as it's attached to Wi-Fi, it is freestanding minus having to recharge. Gotcha. I still have yet to experience VR. I want to go to like maybe the mall and do it. See what suit all the hubbub. The hubbub is about? Hubbub. Hubbub. I just like that word. <laughs> hubbub. I can use that in regular day conversation. I'd be happy. Yeah. 
right. And then on top of that, uh, talking about VR, the first known uh, VR or virtual reality was created in 1968 uh, by, that long ago? by Ivan Sutherland and his students, uh, Bob Sproul, or his student, excuse me, Bob Sproul, who created the first VR slash AR. So VR is virtual reality and AR is augmented reality. But oh. it was a head-mounted display called the Sword of Damocles, D-A-M-O-C-L-E-S. Damocles? Yes, maybe? Sword of Damocles. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, connected to a computer and not a camera. So what looks like, um, and I'll actually pull up an image real quick for Twitch people. Um, so what they've got here is the uh, computer augmented reality because obviously it's lenses. So you can see in this image, it is actually, well, damn it, never mind. It's a bunch of mirrors with projections through them, and you can see his eyes through it. So it was more augmented reality than virtual reality. It almost looks like when you go to get your your eyes checked, mm -hmm. all the different like magnifying that they do. They're like, click, click, click. Is that better? Is that better? Better yeah. or worse? Better or worse? One or two? Now, there was one other very popular... Nintendo version that came out in I want to say it was the 80s but the it was called Virtual Boy and what it ended up being was what you see here currently on on the screen but a controller attached to a very heavy headset and it was just green and black pixels and maybe some red mixed in on its second version and it was like uh, Metroid or um, one of the original Speed Racers like you saw in uh, Tron, the original Tron, how you had the grid lines and everything. Mm -hmm. That's what the display looked like for this. And it was, it was sickening, like worse than what we have now. So you've experienced this particular one. Yeah, I had a friend that was quite wealthy in, as far as his family, and they uh, they had one of these for the short-lived time that they had with it, that it was supported. Hmm. But yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. So Nintendo was the first to uh, get into the virtual reality realm. Wow. Oof. Yes, also because of seizures back in the day. So, yeah. Hmm. One of these days I'll have to do it. But definitely the idea sounds very interesting. Oh, it it uh it is fun as long as you get used to it. Mhm. Mm so I don't know cuz I get I get motion sickness every now and again. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that would be something that would affect me when doing it. Like, I remember as a kid being in the car, like, I couldn't read a book because it would make me sick. Then you will absolutely get sick in VR. Hmm. I haven't tried to read. A, I mean, like, I haven't really 
read books in my adult life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've read, but like, especially not in the car. Generally, when I'm in a car, either I'm driving or I'm in the passenger seat with somebody who I'm talking to. Yeah. <laughs> so as an adult, I'm not sitting in the back reading a book while we're driving somewhere. Yeah, see, I can I can do that all day and it doesn't bother me. The only time it bothers me to read in a vehicle is when we're on like a bumpy road or a lot of potholes and it's just bouncing around. I'm like, Fuck well, that's this that's shit. a different type of <laughs> aggravation. That's, yes, it's because you can't you can't actually follow it because it keeps moving. But that's kind of like it's the book is trying to be virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's trying to get, trying to come at you. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so. According to the page that I found is vrs.org.uk uh, as a reference point for some lineage on virtual reality, at least on the development of it. Mm-hmm. So again, that is vrs.org.uk, and then it's the virtual reality history. So they're saying that the first VR head-mounted display was developed in 1960. And it was, let's see, Morton Heilig. Uh, Next invention was the telesphere mask. And the first example of the uh, head-mounted display, or HMD, for a non-interactive film medium. So basically, you just watching a video in a head-mounted display without any motion tracking. So the headset provided Mm -hmm. a uh, stereoscopic 3D and wide version with stereo sound. So it was like the early version of going to a 3D movie. Yes, except you were technically in your home. I'm using air quotes. (laughs) Air quotes. Yeah. So think about it. It's like if you watch YouTube on your Quest or uh, even on some of the previous versions of the phone mounted uh virtual like head just i guess i don't know what to call it really but it looks like a quest but you've stuck your phone in it and you can mm-hmm. watch 3d youtube on it if you had an app for changing your screen to 3d i guess i think i've done that before where i've like because it was like a it was on clearance at like Walmart. Mm-hmm. There's like a cardboard thing and it just held the phone and then you just kind of like did all this, looked around. Yeah. All right. And then 1965 was Ivan Sutherland with the ultimate display, as they called it, uh, was a 3D virtual world viewed through a head mounted display and appeared realistic through augmented 3D sound and tactile feedback. I don't know how they considered that back then uh, appearing realistic when people are having difficulties making things look realistic now. But I mean, but it's all relative. True. Like, you watch a movie, like, think about when you were a kid watching a movie and and you're like, this is amazing. And then... 10 years later, you watch that same movie. You're like, wow, that looks really shitty. I thought that looked good. Well, kind of like if 
hey, if we want to talk about a virtual world in that sense, uh, like the first Matrix movie versus the last one. Oh, yeah. The one that just came out. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. I have to rewatch all of those. So let's just put it this way. The same technology that went into the propaganda that shows for the Matrix, the last Matrix movie and the Matrix game. Mm hmm are very realistic in their AI created characters. So they look like you're, I mean, it's like they're so creepily we like real, like, you know, they're fake. Like polar express level more. Like, I'm just like something to like relate it to. Yes. Yes. Like, so mm -hmm. when polar express came out with uh, Tom Hanks looking very realistic, but you knew it wasn't him. But it was a cartoon. Yeah, it was an animated movie. It was very strange. That was, at the time, that was state-of-the-art technology and realism mm -hmm. in an animated or virtual environment. Uh, but with the Matrix movie, they did it so well that there are times that they actually transfer between the real uh, Keanu Reeves and a augmented or uh, created one. And it's absolutely strange. You can go on YouTube and watch the interview where they talk about this. I mean, the things that they can do nowadays is crazy. You know how um, in Fast and Furious, Paul Walker passed away while filming one yeah. of the, like, was it seven? E and six or seven, yeah. And before, mm -hmm. and the final and, scene. And they took his brother as a stand-in in some scenes and digitally recreated his face on his brother mm -hmm. for some scenes. Yeah. And me, I didn't pay that close of, I didn't really know that not having that history. I wasn't looking for it and I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference if no one had told me. Yeah. I definitely did not know until after they came out with that. Cause they didn't tell anybody that they did that until after mm -hmm. the movie debuted. Well, yeah. Cause they don't want people looking for it. That'd be exactly what happened. And then people would be like, ugh. But going in and not knowing, you can fully experience it and not realize because of how good they did. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that technology, for us at least, at least our understanding, has been around for the last decade. Because it's been well over, a, or right at it, or a little over a decade now since Paul Walker passed. So the the big thing is, like, right now, they're able to create that kind of realism. Mm -hmm. It's the actually putting that into play and creating a virtual world that feels real. Yes. So that would be the next step. Or maybe Which not, because there are ideas or concepts out there for a, a very realistic... I, our concept of a metaverse that people will attend and they made a movie about it. Yes. Ready, Ready player, player one. one. Absolutely. And I mean, they've made a lot of movies as, as I did more and more research and searching into this, it's crazy how many movies are about this. Ready player one is one of the most prevalent that I've seen. It's just a, a big one. 
Oh, that, what else? What else have you found in your your search of the interwebs of? Oh my goodness! Of those types There's of so concepts. Many. Um, I was just doing some quick research. There's the recent movie that came out, Free Guy. Mm-hmm. That is, it's not necessarily about the people going into the to the world, but about the non-player character who is self-realizing it's a whole concept for him but like that is where he goes into it uh yeah the self so for those of you that have self-actualization yeah self-realization yeah so he he is self-aware as an npc in a game that is built similar to what we know is uh, gta or grand theft auto Mm -hmm. and the npc becomes self-aware and it becomes a metaverse of sorts, even so mm-hmm. limited for real people. Yeah, real people are interacting with him as the NPC. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a very interesting one. In my quick research, it's weird, but makes sense. The newer Jumanjis. Ooh, yes, I didn't, I forgot about those. Mm-hmm. So in original Jumanji, the board game comes to life. Mm-hmm. And it's all around them based on what, what they do in the board game creates a real life event. But in the new Jumanjis, it's a group of like four high school f- friends or four people. They're cleaning out because they got detention and they find an old gaming system, and they're transported into a world. Yeah, so the the game console Jumanji game is, I guess, it kind of reminds me of the later versions of the original Atari systems or the original Nintendo Entertainment mm-hmm. Center. As yeah, far as so the that styling, I guess. Well, that was really interesting. I was looking around and I was like, wow, I didn't even think about that movie because that's in its own way, its own thing. But then thinking about the VR mindset, that is very much the same thing. Well, see, when I think of Jumanji, I'm always thinking back to Robin Williams. I'm not thinking mm-hmm. to The Rock. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. That's what I think of every single time I think of Jumanji, which is why I forgot yeah. that the newer ones were that concept. All right. So what, I mean, you mentioned some like TV shows that, to me mm-hmm. at one point, what, what were those? I can't remember. I think one was what black mirror that you said, an episode yes. of black mirror. See, two I've, different episodes of black mirror. Oh, two. Cause see, I've never seen or watched black mirror. So I don't know anything about that. One. Ooh, I'm actually really surprised that you've never seen those. I think you would find those very interesting. Okay. So, the premise of Black Mirror, they are all individual episodes. Whatever happens in that episode, it concludes or finishes however they decided to finish at that point. Okay. So it never translates to another episode. You can watch one episode from the first season and then another episode from like the third or fourth season and not worry about any sort of overlap. Oh, okay. It's a completely, it's like a Twilight Zone type phenomenon it's a modern world dark twisted twilight zone is what i would say it is Hmm. it or 
maybe another word for it is a dark satire. Ooh, dark satire. So satire in, in a way is there's a problem. How do we fix it? But a satire is, I'm going to think of the most outrageous solution for you. And I'm going to try to sell it. I remember in high school, it was um, population is, is getting overwhelming. And there was an essay about, we got to eat all the babies. I can't remember exactly all of it. Yes, it's a satire. The thing is, it's so, see, look at your face. It's so outrageous because it's just, it's a satire. That's what a satire, it's, you're supposed to make that face when you read something like that. So what this is, Black Mirror is a dark satire because everything gets twisted to like a very strange ending. And so these two particular episodes, let me just, I'll talk about... Which, what is it called? Okay, let me pull it up because I have the actual, like, episode numbers if anyone wants to kind of watch these particular ones. If I can get to it. Okay, so there is... This is... Season 3, Episode 2. It's called Playtest. Okay. So, in this particular episode... This guy has traveled across seas. He's doing adventures, meets a woman. He can't get quite home yet. And he's looking through the ad to like make money to get home. And it's a, there's an ad about testing out a gaming system for a really popular horror uh, creator. Okay. And so he answers the ad and he goes in. And the the premise is, is he is testing out a virtual reality. All right. So in this episode, he signs the waiver, whatever it is. They put a little chip in the back of him. And it, uh, is it a way it augments his reality? He's not necessarily transported into something in the, in the premise of it. He sees what it projects Mm -hmm. so throughout the episode it is him going to this house and seeing different scary things based off of the chip reading his brain and finding out what scares him the most wow okay Mm -hmm. so it's it's very interesting it has a very weird ending twisted ending and i do want you to watch this because i think you would like it a lot all right so what was it again just for myself and uh, everybody else the episode number or uh, of black mirror right black mirror so this is black mirror season three episode two the episode is called play test black mirror mm-hmm. season what three episode two okay so season three ep two all right ep two. I, I wrote it down Gotcha. And then there's an additional one. Mm-hmm. Same show, Black Mirror. Okay. It is season five, episode one. Ooh, okay. Okay. So this one is uh, called Striking Vipers. So in this particular episode, it is it is about two friends. It, what is it? They're high school or college, old college friends. Mm-hmm. They used to play like a very Mortal Kombat. The game is called Striking Vipers in the episode. It's very Mortal Kombat. 
I you know, I Street Fighter kind of game. That. Yes. So basically what you do is they're fighting each other. They play this game as old college friends regularly. When they, you know, it says, I think it says 10 years later, they reconnect on his birthday and he gives him the game with the headset. Okay. Or the VR, whatever it is. It's not necessarily a headset like we know. And what it does is it transports them into the world. So it goes into the controller. You put a little knob on your head. I don't know exactly. It's like a little dot a chip node. thing. Yeah, something. I don't know. It's like a little little thing. And then once you choose your character and you press start, they completely slouch in their chair and they're completely trans like eyes gloss over. Like you know when when animals start to Ooh, lose their vision, they look kind yeah. of like white. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Okay. So they go completely. It's like fully in into the fighting. And I don't really want to go too far into it because, again, this is a really good episode that you should watch. Okay, fair enough. But it, but the, but there's a very interesting concept which is something that would be very beneficial about this. This particular character has aged as we all do at some point mm-hmm. and he's got a bad knee oh no so going into this game at one point his friend's like how's your knee and he's just like moving around he's like it's completely fine so mm. one of the benefits that could be from doing virtual reality is giving people more confidence or the ability to experience things that they normally would not be able to experience because of any physical ailments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's another thing that we kind of see in um, Ready Player One is where everybody's in a virtual reality setting, but it's virtual reality as we know it. So, like, you put on a headset, whether wireless or wired to an actual computer, but you moving around in the world can translate two ways. One, you're... You move your body in a space and the character moves as well. And some of the scenes in Ready Player One, you see that where like parents or people are moving around, jumping over their furniture and or falling over their furniture like we all do in virtual reality IRL. But mm-hmm. it the the space and movement isn't necessarily also on um, your your space. You could sit there and do it as well. But also they come up with concepts and thanks to that movie and some other ones similar to it or shows or concepts that they came up with virtual treadmills. Now it's not an <laughs> omnidirectional treadmill like you see in Ready Player One, but it, the concept is slippery shoes on a sl- slick kind of platform that you are attached to with your VR and it syncs to your VR so you can actually run in real life and it moves your character in VR. So that's another thing. But when you were talking about TV shows though, that brought back a move or a show on Netflix that mm-hmm. is made in the UK and mm-hmm. it's called it's considered a British cyber thriller drama. Hmm. And it's called Kiss Me First. And this show is on Netflix. Uh, It was uh, first aired uh, in April of 2018. 
on Channel 4, which is the um, the British, like, I guess, uh, AB, ABC network. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how it translates to US TV, but it's one of their popular, like, show, like, channels for TV shows and whatnot. But... Again, it's called Kiss Me First, and it's mm-hmm. on Netflix. It should still be there, if I remember correctly. It is. Um, I just put it on my list. But what it is is a girl who is 17, so their world, that the reality world that they live in, VR is a very big staple, and everybody goes to VR worlds, kind of like um, VR chat, what we have today except their avatars are very realistic. Like they're still digitized, but it's more realistic characters than what we currently have in some places. Uh, And they live in existence in this world. So, but it is simply VR and you can sit there like we do on some places and just use controllers. They have haptic gloves that they can use. And the premise is a virtual existence or social space that you can go and be around people. It's a wonderful drama. Um, It actually got me hooked. I watched every episode of this damn show, and I was hooked from day one. But understand it is an 18-plus because there is (laughs) nudity in it in some spots. So uh, don't let your children watch it alone unless you don't give a rat's ass. Then you might want to... Uh, figure out your own headspace if you're going to let a child watch this alone unless they're in their <laughs> later teens. But anyway, uh, but yeah, it that was a good show. But also in popular TV, a metaverse style virtual reality with games was created long ago. And it's something that we should have all grown up on. I know I sure did. Mm-hmm. It's called Tron. I mentioned it earlier. Yes, you did. And it had a remake. Well, not a remake, but a sequel to Tron, um, to the original Tron that was done in the 80s. And it was uh, kind of a linear storyline where the son came out, the father stayed in. Well, the son inherits the arcade that his father got sucked in through to the world of Tron. And it was his existence is still there and he goes and tries to save him. Well, of course he doesn't, but, um, spoilers. Sorry if you never watched the second (laughs) Tron movie, but it is awesome because it's a virtual universe where people, if you get sucked into it, you can stay almost indefinitely. Yes. So, yeah, I've never actually seen Tron. Oh my! Either of them? No. None of them. None of them. Oh my god! None of them. <gasps> I know. For shame. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at it. There's a lot of animes that apparently are on. How this. about we take us back? Take you all the way back to Spy Kids. Ooh, yes. I remember. Spy Kids was a big one, especially the the 3D one that they did, mm-hmm. because that had a lot of that. Because within, so that brings two of the concepts we've kind of talked about is is the 
the in real life 3D aspect where you're wearing the at the time the red and the blue glasses in the theater mm-hmm. and things are coming at you and you feel like you're there based off of visual cues as well as inside of the the movie they're going into that virtual reality yeah was a long time ago holy mm-hmm. hell take it i'm taking you back <laughs> uh another way back when um is the real adventures of johnny quest it was a Hanna barbera broadcast on the cartoon network mm-hmm. and he was a johnny quest was a computer whiz um that battled criminals in real life but also primarily in a virtual world and then we had another one that was based on a simulac robot slash virtual reality was vr troopers made by saban who also created um power rangers so this didn't last as long obviously because it it's not as well known as power rangers but yeah that was another one that i remember (laughs) from back in the day. Um, But anyway, uh, back to the metaverse side of it versus just the virtual reality side, because I mean, like I was saying earlier, we have as far as games and the first concepts of a virtual social environment is uh, VR chat, where you can run around with your own avatar that you either create, buy, or just use other people's and you can switch between them. And with that, you have um, a social space where you can be anybody. And that's one of the things that we were talking about during our um, mental health uh, episode. What was that, two episodes ago now? I think so. And where you could just be anybody. And you could be what you want, how you wanted. And there was almost no limits. Yeah. Look however you want. Act however you want. Mm-hmm. And, but talking about the metaverse side with the virtual property sales, there is a thing that is currently active right now, and it says Alpha Season 2 is open, and it's called Sandbox, uh, or The Sandbox. So it's um, sandbox.game alpha 2. And then if you put register in front of Sandbox, it'll bring you to the homepage that actually explains the Sandbox. And do do for those of us in Twitch, I can show you right here. So this is the registry page for the sandbox. Looks very Minecraft esque, um, but they have a video. I mean, I'm not gonna play the sound to blow everybody's eardrums, but what it is is like with the million dollar homepage is virtual plots of land that you can buy with cryptocurrency, in a sense. And I'm sure this will go into very big details as far as how you purchase these pieces of land. But you can physically, like Minecraft, build your own piece of property, whether it be a house, a business, or a theme park. And you can do whatever you want with this space. And it's a social space where you can sit there and do emotes like everything else. Like for those of you watching right now, you can hold concerts. Uh, I believe, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, Sandbox was the platform where they held a virtual concert with Justin Bieber. 
and people oh, pay real yes. money, real money to access this concert. I believe it. So yeah, it's like a Roblox slash Minecraft-esque aesthetic to it. So that's the look and the feel of it. But you buy a plot of land and you build whatever the fuck you want to. Wasn't there another one that did an online concert like that? Honestly, I don't know. Is it Marsh Ma Marshmallow? Oh yeah, Marshmallow yeah. did it on Minecraft. On no Fortnite. Oh, on Fortnite. That's right. Mm -hmm. Fortnite concert. Yeah. Lie. Yeah. Fortnite's Marshmallow concert was the biggest games was the game's biggest event ever. Interesting. Yep. So yeah, it's like right here you can buy non-fungible tokens, which again is the NFT. Um, in sandbox is what I'm talking about. And uh, they're minted by a blockchain for digital uh, scarcity, security, and authenticity. So once it's created, it can be bought and traded with cryptocurrencies or real money. So yeah. They're trying to make it a thing. Like right here it says Sandbox is sponsored by Snoop Dogg, The Walking Dead, Adidas, oh, the South China Morning Post, uh, Avenged Sevenfold, Atari, not Atari, our Atari, but the Atari game system, uh, Dead Mouse, yeah. Roller Coaster Tycoon, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen? Oh my goodness. The Smurfs and Care Bears are all licensed for this realm. So yeah, if you want to check it out, that is uh, register.sandbox.game alpha to play open, now. Enter the sandbox, open the I'm actually going to look at this and see what it looks like. Oh, that's a, that's a sketchy transition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Taking so you to an unsafe site. MetaMask. Like passwords in. Oh, you can log <laughs> in with your socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Google. With your social, like your social security number. No, social media. Oh, okay. And apparently, you have to buy cryptocurrency to access this place too. Interesting. That is. I don't know about that. And they have their own currency, apparently. So that looks fun. It's called sand, but it looks like coins. Sand. And there's a whole marketplace where you can buy NFTs. Holy shit fuck. What in the world? This Abstract three this yeah, this three stack house, which looks like shipping containers, is three thousand three hundred and sixty sand or That's Definitely what it is. It's three shipping containers. But look at the formation. USD price for this fucked up it? home. That is $10,900 USD. Well, you're the only one that will have that. Yeah, very true. But I'm sorry, shipping containers is not worth $10,000. People $10, may have paid more for less. Granted, if... No. Granted yeah. or granted? Granted. Um... Two real shipping containers, which would actually that's what two, four, that's six shipping containers. What looks like as far as the divisions on them, but two real shipping containers that you could turn into a home is going to cost you about 7,000 USD. 
to be bought and delivered because I think they're about three but to five. But that's real life. Yeah, that's real life. This is virtual. But 25, yeah, roughly $25 USD, you can buy a bakery house. A bakery, like a gingerbread house looking thing? Yeah. <laughs> so this is the 3D view of it. No, it's a baking house, like it's a bakery. Okay. Single room. It looked very gingerbread house-like. Yeah. So this could be yours for 25 USD in the sandbox. Just $25? Yeah, $25.33. I've never quite looked at something and said, hmm, I want to live there virtually. Yeah, a diamond axe. Oh, you can buy a diamond battle axe. Or I say diamond, but um, a very Minecraft-esque for $68 USD. That's it? Yeah. 68 yeah. Um, wow. Or pieces to houses. Oh, pieces so you can build your own? An avatar, a whole avatar, a whole woman can buy. Oh, you can buy women on here? Yeah, apparently. Cyberpunk jellyfish. No copies available for sale at this Ooh, moment. Ooh, a blue whale. I want a great white shark. Yeah, so apparently these are uh, non, no more copies available of these, so yeah. Somebody no, bought it. Someone you bought the- You can't make you, it an NFT if you're going to make more than one. True. It's already owned. Yeah, the the concept is that- But it looks like a only. whole ass fucking whale too. Man, that'd be so cool. I would go into a world and just ride a whale. Put but, a little saddle on it. Yeah, right? Cowboy hat with a fucking whale. Oh, guy made a yacht. A couple of yachts, it looks like. So the creator of this whale made a yacht, or two yachts, a sunken ship. Sunken ship? Yeah. A yacht ladder. Wow. It's the only one in existence, but he made it. What does he have for sale? Let's see what kind of prices this guy's running. Oh, he has nothing for sale right now. Oh, darn. They're all bought up. Yeah. You lost your chance on that yacht ladder. Yeah, that yacht ladder. And you lost your chance on that whale. God damn. If only. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that silence for agreement to everything, you know. I can't hear any of that. I think you're trying to gross me out with your chewing. And I was I didn't trying. Hear a it didn't work. That. It didn't work. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Let me. Ah, damn it. You going to be okay over there? <laughs> anyway. All right. We're going to get. Eat that meat. Yep. That's definitely going back. In, uh, that's definitely going back into uh, the podcast. I'm not taking that out now. Just that you eat that meat. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, it's stuck in my teeth. What teeth I have left? You got a lot of meat in your teeth. Yeah, I got. I put the meat in my mouth. It's all the way in the back of your mouth. Stuck. Uh, oh, it's it's down my throat now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Glug. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ogok. Anyway, you did uh, that really good. How do you know? We won't discuss that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I feel like I made you blush. Look at that. Anyway. All right. Um. So back to the actual topic at hand: the metaverse. What is the metaverse? In the first half, we were talking about a lot of different things, dealing with video games, movies, concepts that have already been presented uh, to include Sandbox, which is utilizing the idea or the jumpstart of the metaverse with virtual pr property real estate, where you buy plots of virtual land and build whatever the fuck you want to on it. So we've got virtual reality is considered a jumping point into the metaverse where you can spend your time kind of like ready player one and from there we talked about like already established concepts of a virtual environment that is a not necessarily just a social space but an all-around inclusive uh, world in its own right uh, from Tron to TV shows, uh, episodes within Black Mirror, one of the uh, shows that I uh, have seen called Kiss Me First, and mm -hmm. just moving in those types of concepts. Now, there is a an acclaimed uh, techie like news blogger slash magazine called The Wire, or Wired, um, now I think they took the off and added a D but whatever it's called wired and they did a little blog post by who is this by trying to give proper reference here Eric Ravencraft Ravenscraft uh, talking about what is the metaverse exactly is the title of his uh, article mm-hmm and in he's got a few questions stabled out with ideas that he has posted with references from uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Satan Nadali, and Google about Facebook talking how Zuckerberg wants to pull out the official metaverse kind of thing. But what uh, he does talk about is what does metaverse even mean? And... The way he describes it here is mentally replace the phrase, the metaverse, in a sentence with cyberspace. So instead of saying the metaverse, you can refer to it more as cyberspace. And That's th an easier way to think of it, I guess. Yeah, so not cyberspace like you think when it comes to the internet, but a physical or physical-like space or area in the cyber world. 90% uh, of the time, this is quoting the article, 90% of the time, uh, where did it go? I lost my space. Uh, the meaning won't substantially change. That's because the term doesn't really refer to any one specific type of technology. So like we were saying that not necessarily uh, metaverse referencing VR or virtual reality, but other aspects as well. And but rather a broad shift in how we interact with this technology. And that's where places like the Sandbox are trying to take it with um, virtual real estate plots. 
and in a Minecraft-esque world. And then, of course, NFTs, where you have digital artwork or digital uh, images that are like GIFs, uh, JPEGs, and they are those items, but there is only one of them. And the consistency of one of them is they're using the same method of transfer of funds and objects or physical, or I say digital uh, media, the same way they do cryptocurrency with what's called a blockchain. And we'll get into the physical definition of that here in a second. Um, but entirely possible that the term itself eventually became just as antiquated, even as the specific technology it once described became commonplace. And then there was another spot down here. Uh, other, com oh, ooh, here's one that I missed. What does this one say? That Fortnite is the metaverse would be a bit like saying Google is the internet. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I like that reference. Because, I mean, when most people think of the internet, they go straight to Google to access it. Um, but others, uh, such companies, including NVIDIA, Unity, and Roblox, which is... Uh, a child social space, kind of like Minecraft, but with social uh, environment where kids can go or adults and uh, just hang out or even snap. Oh, Snapchat, I guess, is considered a virtual environment. Interesting. Is it? I don't think so. It's just social I media. I mean, I guess, I don't know. It kind of depends on... I'm trying to think of a way that it, I could spin it as being a virtual. I mean, it's yeah. a virtual environment because you're having a conversation and you, you know, you can send pictures or change your face Yeah. based ha off of filters. But if we're going to go in that way, I mean, a lot of different I platforms mean, use filters. Oh yeah. Uh, you can talk about TikTok. You can talk about, um, Facebook Messenger, you can talk about Instagram in those aspects as well, because they all do typically the same thing. Um, but Meta still not getting it as Meta by itself. The word Meta in the reference it's talking about is Facebook, um, mm -hmm. just rebranded by Mark Zuckerberg. Uh think it will include fake houses well i say it says fake in underlining being that they are digital homes or digital, digital yeah. uh structures not necessarily homes not tangible yeah because they are non-fungible which means non-tangible mm -hmm. um but anyway you can invite all your friends to to hang out in uh, Microsoft Teams is, or Microsoft has done something with virtual meeting rooms in the Teams platform that they have now expanded yeah. to um, as well and actually added a lot of cool upgrades with. Um, I don't know if I would consider that a virtual environment. Well, as far as it's a classroom just... in very restrictive terms, it is a virtual environment. Again, yeah. very restrictive. Because it is simply it just work. a webcam and mm -hmm. they can cut out your little, I guess, 
profile and put it in a fake classroom of sorts. Can you do that, though? Yes, absolutely. I've never seen it that way. Mm -hmm. I've only used it in the conversation, like video chatting in general. Yeah, so um, one of the... The different uses. So I had to use... This is how we did our virtual classes in the military, um, was Teams, uh, Microsoft Teams. And Mm -hmm. the later versions before things kind of switched around with the military contract and Microsoft to its current platform and current versions, uh, you could be a part of a webcam. So whatever webcam, whether it be a laptop webcam, a, an external webcam, a camera, or you're on your phone, you could do a digital green screen background and then your silhouette would cut out and be pasted in the crudest of ways, like worst of ways, mm-hmm. and be placed in a digital classroom or a 2d classroom where you'd sit uh university style in like an an amphitheater seating kind of aesthetic so that was interesting uh let's see holograms are becoming a thing again because holograms were big in the early 90s and now they're apparently Mm -hmm. making a comeback with um, AR, so augmented reality versus VR, which is virtual reality. Yes. Uh, there are a lot of tech companies that are using the concept of augmented reality glasses that allow you to see a, a digital environment mixed in with the real environment. So you could sit there kind of Tony Stark style pick up something off of a desk, which it really isn't there in the tangible world, and move it around, zoom it in, zoom it out, all that kind of crap, make it big, make it small, move around this 3D space, but still yeah. see everything around you, which is... Well, that's like the the episode of Black Mirror that I was talking about. Oh, okay. The the ability to see... So it's, in a, in a sense, they do that with uh, Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Is the... Yes. While you're doing it, you can take pictures of the Pokemon in the real world. Yeah, and so that actually, Pokemon, of course, Pokemon Go was not the first to come up with it, but yeah. they were the first that I've seen to put it. Yeah, to put it in the hands of the general consumer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was definitely a an advancement thanks to a game that was put out there. Um, of course, with different types of concepts, I mean, we have magical erasers, um, that you can augment photos very quickly versus pulling up Photoshop and tediously editing out certain things, uh, 3d generated models, um, voice controlled objects, foldable phones. I mean, I have one, my damn self, I have the fold two and it's freaking awesome i love it can't wait to upgrade to the next one (laughs) so i can have a stylus to it um and then what does it look like right now and as some of the people in twitch can see right here is the metaverse replaced the phrase what i was talking about instead of saying metaverse you say cyberspace 
Cyberspace, yeah. yeah. But NFTs, of course, uh, non-fungible tokens or digital artwork or digital land space. I say land in with massive air quotes here. <laughs> um, but digital real estate and digital artwork have become a thing of right now's trend. Um, mm -hmm. The with, NFTs are yeah. extremely popular extremely popular right now and with that consideration of course the only way to purchase this these different nfts are cryptocurrency now there are probably some smaller companies that allow for uh, you to use your credit card or uh, some type of digital wallet that uses usd transfers on the digital platform but primarily most transactions with nfts are cryptocurrency a lot of ethereum Bitcoin, uh, what was at one point popular, Dogecoin, but now it's kind of oh, fallen yeah. off. That was, I think, what really started the huge cryptocurrency surge. The I know that mainstream. there was cryptocurrency. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I mean. As I know it was there before. Yeah, Bitcoin has been around. I didn't quite hear about it time. until like I didn't really start to hear about it with like everybody I know until Doge. Dogecoin, because yeah. because Bitcoin Bit it blew up quite a bit. So here, let me look at that. But it didn't become mainstream blow up. So Bitcoin yeah. was officially the first known cryptocurrency, and mm -hmm. um, let me see if I can find something on it. Well, currently one full Bitcoin. Oh, by the way, cryptocurrency is not. Uh, traded or uh, exchanged like regular physical currency. So mm -hmm. you can have one full Bitcoin in your wallet, but you will have the equivalent of 41,000 USD right this second as of March 17 at 2.35 a.m. It's been as high them. as, let's see, let's just say in the last year, the highest it's been since. All right, so the the time span that I'm currently looking at, if you're watching on Twitch, is from March 17, 2021, to today, which is 22. So one full year time, the highest it's been is sixty-seven thousand five hundred and eighty-two dollars and sixty cents for one Bitcoin. And that was in November on November 8th of 2021. Wow. And it actually looks like that was also the peak over its lifespan. So if you would have bought into Bitcoin back in February of 2016, you could have bought one Bitcoin for $375. And right now it would be worth $41,000 if you held on to it that's rough <laughs> yeah just imagine buying it in bitcoin back when it was 327 dollars in 2015 gosh if i could take if i could go back in time i wouldn't get the winning lottery numbers i get bitcoin i'd buy into bitcoin i'd buy into tesla Oh my God, Tesla! Yes. Granted, Tesla Man. was the stock. The stocks on Tesla, I think, when they first came out, was still up there, but it wasn't what about like Google. Oh God, Google! 
Uh, Ethereum. I actually bought into Ethereum back when it started. I don't even know what that is. It's another cryptocurrency. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Let's look at the value right now. All right. So as of right now, uh, Ethereum, which is the second uh, most notarized or known cryptocurrency, is only valued at $2,770 as of today for oh. one Ethereum digital currency. The highest in the last year was $4,800. And max overall looks like about the same. Yeah, so $4,800 was its highest peak at on also November 8th of 2021. They probably did this survey about the same time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a stock market style yeah. uh, pricing on it, so. Gotcha, yeah. But yeah, so there's at one point, I think it was early 2000s when cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin were the three main that I was always aware of. Um, those were being talked about as the future of currency to standardize currency throughout the world. Um, it gets mined I guess you could say like a precious metal and it's considered a glitch in internet coding uh, that is AI generated, but as it's found with a particular string of uh, code to it, that it goes away. Like it, it's not, it's not a forever thing. So that's why it was given a price value. Mm-hmm. So as it gets um, depleted, in a sense, like gold, silver from its original ore, which is the internet code um, that makes up the internet, as it gets depleted, the value goes up. So, Yeah, the rarity of it. Mm-hmm. Just like with anything, the less there is of it, the more valuable it is. Yeah, so I mean, it's like... Okay, so even if that were the case, and the oh yeah, I forgot I was gonna look up what blockchain was because that's the way that it is uh, confirmed, I guess. So let's see if I can. All All right. So blockchain, as far as how cryptocurrency and these. EFT transactions are made is a blockchain is a a distributed database that people on the internet monitor and confirm or deny usually in an AI fashion Um, but it is uh, a database which is shared among nodes of computer networks so people actually control these things uh, and the database, a blockchain stores information electronically, e- electronically in a digital format, uh, best known for their crucial role in cryptocurrency systems such as Bitcoin. And for maintaining and securing decentralized records of transactions. So unlike your banks that hold your money and when you transfer money via a wire or digitally over an app, or Mm -hmm. what have you 
i.e. instead of going directly to the bank, pulling out the cash, and then going to a store and using that for your credit. Instead, you got credit cards and apps now on your phone. Many different, yep. So instead of a centralized bank that could lie about your, or take your money and just lie to you about what you own, hence why the USD is going down in value throughout the world, um, this is a decentralized, so multiple people confirm a transaction digitally and it's recorded forever. So if I give you, if I say I want to give you two Bitcoins, okay? Done. I'll take it. Everybody heard it. I don't have it, so oh. don't get excited. But you what it would now. do is that that transaction code or digital signature would go to, say, 50 or so different network computers that would confirm that, one, if I even have two full Bitcoins, and say, yes, I have, Joker has two Bitcoins. And you said you didn't, though. I'm saying, though, this is how it works. It, th these network computers would have to confirm it first. Okay. Before the transaction commences. So, for instance, they find out I would have it, and I say, I'm transferring it to you. Well, okay. Then they have your account as far as where it's being transferred to, and it would mm -hmm. be transferred. It would be taken from mine. My total account of cryptocurrency would then be changed on this network, and then yours would be increased by two Bitcoin. And now it says you have two instead of zero, and I would have zero instead of two. And it's multiple gotcha. networks uh, working together to confirm that transaction. So it can't be, there's no lying or uh, tomfoolery that could happen to say, oh, no, he didn't really transfer it, but he just said he did, so your account's changed. That doesn't work like that. So the same thing goes with NFTs and, of course, cryptocurrency. So if you want to look at what I'm looking at, I am using Investopedia. Uh, which talks about blockchains and cryptocurrencies and how it works. And that is investopedia.com backslash terms blockchain. And of course, all, all the references that I we use in this uh, podcast will be in the show notes for our audio listeners as well. So if you want to check it out later when you're in a safe place that you can get on the internet, on your phone or what have you, uh, you can just go to the show notes on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And these websites that we use are um, listed there as well. <laughs> it got really quiet. Yeah, it got really quiet. <laughs> I might actually leave that blank space in there just for suspense. Like, did it shut off on me? What What's going on here? Okay, so I guess we're getting to the end of our time. So mm -hmm. we'll finish off with your personal opinion and thoughts. Based on what we talked about, Owls, what does the metaverse actually look like to you? It looks exactly like Ready Player One. I love it. I love everything about it. I like the idea of being able to 
go in and customize. I like the when he's in there and he's like, well, this is what I look like until I don't want to look like that anymore. I can literally change anything about me. I can hang out with my friends at a club and dance in the air on a disco lit up floor and then the next minute I'm pulling a motorcycle out of my inventory and it grows big and I'm just zooming down the streets that I love that idea I would be terrified for the horror aspect of it I don't think I could actually in real don't think I could do it couldn't do it oh so if and when you ever do get VR you have to let me know because there's still an experience (laughs) in the horror Horror genre. Horror. Horror. Horror genre that I want to experience, and that's Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh my god, I know. I I have a hard time with just like Phasmo and I've played it so many I have a hard time like Dead by Daylight sometimes. Like oh. I get scared. I gotta say and that's me looking at the screen. Like like I can't Bioshock is one of my favorite games. I can't play it on my computer because it's too close to my face. Oh, and so uh, to kind of explain, like, of course, you play VR chat. Typically, you play it in VR. You don't have to. You can Mm -hmm. still play it on a regular monitor and keyboard and mouse. And Phasmophobia, when I went into VR on Phasmophobia for the first time, it revitalized the fear that I had. I already have fear. But, like, I got numb to the regular, I say 2D, but the monitor mm-hmm. version, of the regular yeah. version of Phasmo. But when I played it in VR, holy shit, was it ever, it was just as scary as the first time I jumped into it. But with that fear, like, like I said, in VR, it simulates that fear because it looks, in some of these uh, games, very, very real. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the cool things about VR for me that one of the best experiences, actually, I want to say in in closing, as far as an interactive universe, was um, Half-Life Alex. Like, I streamed the entire game. It took me, I think, eight and a half hours of total playtime in VR. This, This game is solely VR. This was the game that I bought VR for. Mm hmm. A lot of people bought it for Beat Saber. And, (laughs) oh my, I mean, I had PlayStation VR for that. But Mm -hmm. Half-Life Alex was so immersive that I actually lost myself in this game. Because, all right, so you know how you have the toilet toothbrush thingies that have the little thing that they sit on, you scrub your toilet when it gets a little stained after okay. so long. You said toilet toothbrush yeah. and that really threw me for a second. But, I just But in the my toilet mind, scrub like, brush. Yeah, the toilet scrub brush. That's different than toilet toothbrush. Yeah, I call it the toothbrush because <laughs> That's fine. No, I anyway. I just it it threw me. Yeah. So, I was in I was hiding in a bathroom because it was part of a an uh, apartment structure that you move through during mm-hmm. part of the story. And there's actually a clip still on my personal channel um, of me interacting with this. Like, I can lift the individual seats, like, so the lid, the oh, seat. Oh, I remember this. And then I reach down and grab the um, the toilet brush, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, because it, it's still got the base attached to it, but I kind of shake it, just fucking with it, you know, wa- waving it around, and the fucking mm-hmm. base falls off. 
And I'm like, what? Holy shit. Like you could see my interactions. I'm so excited. Like I'm jerking in, in, in excitement. I'm like, this is fucking cool. It was, I do. I remember oh that. Oh my God. Scene. It was that to me made that game worth the $60, that one moment in the game. Outside of the fact that the environment is very like, like perception realistic, especially if you have stereo headphones, like dynamic headphones that mm-hmm. do the, um, I guess it's 8D or eight dimensional sound. Oh my God. It was the best experience I could say. Uh, granted, it hurts standing up. You better have some comfortable fucking shoes or a comfortable fucking floor if you're going to stand up and do it. But, but Ooh, doing that yeah. in VR, oh my God. It was an amazing experience playing that game. Like okay. shooting was like very realistic. You had to actually aim down the sights to get distance precision shots with that. So if yeah. if the the mechanics of that game translate to an open world experience in a social environment, I'm all in. I am all I in. Mean, I don't think we're that far off from that. Really, we're not. I mean, I from my experience in different games, I mean, hell, even something as cheap and free as VR chat. <laughs> like you can yeah. transfer worlds, meet people. Like there are people that have met in VR chat that have become real life lovers. It's phenomenal. That's an interesting concept. And Oh, there's plenty of YouTubes where people have met and then planned after COVID because they met prior to or during COVID. Mm-hmm. And as soon as COVID released, they were planning on meeting in person because of that. And they were dating because of VR, like during VR chats. Yeah. I guess we're kind of in that that day and age where people are meeting online and forming that bond prior to. So again, thank you to everybody listening on the audio side with the podcast on all the different platforms, which Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, Um, Mm -hmm. Radio Public. Red Circle, which is our RSS host. Also, if you want to, you can go over to Red Circle and help the channel out, help the podcast out by doing a subscription or, well, not yet. Hold on, let me rephrase this. Not yet on the subscription because I haven't set up Mm -hmm. exclusives uh, subscription-based payment method, but you can absolutely support our channel that way by donating to the channel and everything that we get goes back into the channel itself, either helping uh, pay anybody to help us, which we are still looking for a transcriber. No one has reached out. Madhouse at nlmp.org audition for the position of transcriber. And it is a paid position. So if you do well, you will get raises and it is paid by each recording. So as you do well and continue to do well and we get more money in, we will pay you more. Well, I say we, but I will pay you more. We are again on Red Circle, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, and The Stitcher. So please go listen to us on your favorite platform. If it is available on that platform, please give us a like and a review. Let us know how we're doing. Also, you can check us out on Twitter. 
where we are at MHP Group Therapy on Twitter. And then, of course, on Twitch, where we do our live recordings every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That is U.S. Eastern Time uh, at twitch.tv backslash the Madhouse Podcast. And then, of course, on our individual channels, Owls is over at Owlsarhoot92 on Twitch, and I am NLMP. And we also have a wonderful sponsor, the Warrior Axe Coffee. You can find them at warrioraxecoffee.com. Also, I believe if you look for them on TikTok, they're there. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter as well, where they rarely are talking but i'm trying to get them back into it but it is <laughs> simply just axe coffee on twitter owls what do you want to say anything you you want to give them let them know if you are anywhere else that you're willing to share other than twitch uh instagram same handle tiktok same handle owls are hoot 92 i i kind of post a few things here and there try to put a picture or two so you know what my face looks like on a regular day yeah, I, I failed to <laughs> post to my Instagram often. I think my last post was when I got the Corsair uh, RGB Mini, the K, what is that? K65. It is Didn't a six. Did you just get that? Yeah, I just got it. <laughs> I used I like it for you the say first last time. Last time I posted, but that was like a day or two ago. Yeah, that was literally a day or two ago. And that's uh, NLMP Gaming at, on Instagram. Um, and official NLMP on TikTok, which I haven't posted to that at all recently. Mm-mm. So, yeah. I haven't been so good at the TikTok. I got a bunch of clips that I got to grab and actually post. Yeah, I, I think... I do have things. I just haven't put them up. The most I've done recently to add outside of adding things for the podcast channel and my personal channel... I finally added a Twitch trailer to my personal channel. So if you I haven't seen that, that yet, go check that out. I I think I did well without real music. All clips. All clips. All clips. All clips.